Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler. I'm in for Bill Ryder, who will be in in about an hour doing the Jim Rome Show today. Happy to be back with you from the great city of Milwaukee. Home of the 2021 NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Got one of our guys, Bobby Portis, on Team USA in the FIBA World Cup, which you've seen a lot of the exhibitions, and now we're going to get underway with this tournament. Very compelling game between the USA and Germany, and a big performance from Anthony Edwards. We'll talk some NBA, we'll talk some international ball, we'll talk some James Harden. Gerald Brown joining us. You can hear him on Sirius XM. Gerald, thanks for a couple minutes. How are you today? I'm doing fine, yourself? Good. So let's start with uh, positive. Let's start with Anthony Edwards. He had a big game. The Team USA, they came back against Germany. And I think, like, it's fun to watch this team and it's fun to watch these maybe guys ascend a little bit and, and see where they can rank in the NBA, you know, using this as momentum. Timberwolves are an interesting team because they're, they, there's the, the top-heavy teams and then there's the Timberwolves, which have all this talent. They just haven't been able to to figure it out. Can can Edwards really be the kind of guy to lift the Timberwolves maybe to a top-four kind of team? Well, I, th- I think so. I think that clearly his evolution is happening right in front of our eyes. And um, essentially he is, you know, becoming, quote-unquote, that sort of guy for that team. And moving forward, um, it- it's going to be really interesting because I think if you look forward ahead, there's going to have to be a decision made in terms of who do they keep and who do they trade, if it's Carl Anthony Towns, you know, whatever Rudy Gobert's value, because, you know, when the next time comes around for Anthony Edwards to get his super max deal, you know, being that Minnesota is not a major market, it will be some pressure from the, uh, from an economic standpoint in terms of being able to keep all those guys together. But I think his ascension uh, has been incredible. And it really started, if you look back last year in the playoffs and the play-in tournament and the way he performed, and I think that the uh, sky's the limit in terms of seeing his growth. And I think you can clearly say he's the, he's the man for that uh, Minnesota Timberwolves team that will continue to get better. And, um, you know, their window of opportunity to move up in that Western Conference might be very, very limited. But um future's bright for Anthony Edwards with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, the Western Conference is interesting because there's so many teams – that are like trying different things in terms of how they're going to be competitive with the Warriors. 
You know, they, they've been so good, and now they think, uh, let's see what we do with Chris Paul. I think the Lakers have really done a good job of rehabbing that roster, and I think they're going to still be competitive. The Kings obviously ascended. The Suns are like, hey, we're just going to try to, you know, score 150 points every game. <laughs> I'm not sure that any of them still reach the level of of Denver. I think what Denver was able to do over the last couple of years from their last Western Conference um, finals appearance in the bubble to this year, that team, it just it's it's sort of like it was a process of, all right, we've got Jokic. Now how do we find the best other four, five, six guys around Nikola Jokic? And I think that after watching them just kind of be as dominant as they were, and maybe I think uh, Bruce Brown was, was the one that said Minnesota was their toughest series, but they just seem to be a team like you always wonder if a team can repeat. I, I think they, in terms of the last few years, maybe outside of the Warriors, but they seem to be as primed as anybody after winning a championship. Yeah, I agree with you. I think clearly, look, they're going to probably miss, definitely going to miss guys like Jeff Green and, and Bruce Brown, but, uh, you know, now it's a question of, you know, Christian Brown's development, him stepping in there and, and, and playing more. And Look, I think the biggest challenge will be for Denver is that you now go from the hunter to now the hunted. They're sitting at the top of the heap, and how they will respond to everybody giving them their best night in and night out will be a big, big challenge. And, you know, it's a question of can – the others, you know, sort of duplicate what they did last year from Aaron Gordon to uh, Michael Porter Jr. Those guys will be the essential guys that I think to take the step forward if this team is going to have an opportunity to try to repeat because it's a big challenge. It's a very, very big challenge. But, you know, at least they have Jokic out there, and I think clearly teams and uh, defenses will look to – you know, devise ways to try to stop him and see how that, you know, how that sort of adjusts, how that asset, uh, changes his game and what assess, adjustments he will make. Because, again, everybody's going to be coming for the Denver Nuggets. They're not going to sneak up on anybody and, and be kind of in a situation not really thinking about them. They're going to get everybody's best shot night in and night out this upcoming season. Talking with Gerald Brown, Sirius XM, NBA Radio. I'm Bart Winkler, in for Bill Ryder. So I'll do the thing where I just ask you about the West, and now I will ask you about the East. And there's still a lot of questions that may happen. Is Damian Lillard going to find his way to Miami? What's going on in Philly? I'll get more into in a second. But still, even if those teams make moves, it still feels like it's a it's a two-team race to me between Milwaukee and Boston. I think so. I mean, it, it, it really boils down to them and, and, and just really, again, you know, like health. And then at the same time, you know, uh, Boston and, and their new their second-year head coach, uh, look, they brought in a lot of pieces, Sam Cassell, to really help with his decisions and assessment. Um, you know, how much, you know, how much will that team become his as opposed to Emi Udoka's team and, doing a lot of stuff on the fly, that will be the biggest question to see exactly how much of, a, how much of an adjustment. And, you know, now that uh, Jalen Brown has gotten his contract situation squared away, Jason Tatum is up next, you know, Kristen, Chris Stapps Porzingis. So they have some questions there. And I, I think also, too, you know, Giannis's last performance and some of the issues that he had, uh, you know, reared its ugly head again in last year in the playoffs. You know, how will his development and taking this time off with the knee and stuff, 
But you're right. They they are pretty much uh, one and one A, if you will, and then everybody else drops down. But we might have a surprise team here and there that I think will come up and challenge, especially if you have teams like the likes of Toronto that take a step back. Obviously, we don't know what happens in Philly. You know, the Knicks, I think, will still be there somewhere in that middle of the pack. But uh, it, it will be a sort of a sense of a drop-off after those top two teams. Yeah, in the West last year, you had a team that was known to be the best, and they made the NBA Finals. And in the East, you had a team that you know got in via the playing tournament, and all of a sudden they were the team representing. So maybe that conference a little more ripe for something like that to happen. The Sixers situation is obviously interesting because of you know James Harden coming out uh, and saying that he doesn't want to play for Maury. I, I feel like they'll play their game of chicken. I, I don't feel like there's like maybe the Clippers, but I don't feel like there's a team. I equate it to what happened uh, in the NFL where the uh, Packers wanted to move on from Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers wanted to move on from the Packers, and there was a safe haven team. There was a there was a will bail you out of this situation team in the New York Jets. And in the NBA, I don't know that there's a that there's a team that can come and remedy this cuz they seem to be really stuck. I mean, uh Harden does not want to play for Philly. Maury is is going to dig in his, you know, feet as well. I just wonder too in all this like what does James Harden want? You know, if he if he does he want to win? Does he want the money? Does he does he want just some sort of level of comfort uh, and and make money while he's playing basketball and have a good time? How do you like what is what could be the most realistic way for this to play out? I th- I just feel like they're gonna do their little holdout and then we'll see James Harden playing Sixers basketball again because I don't know where else he's gonna go. Well, I, I think first of all that analogy with the uh, Packers and Jets, I think you got to look at a. Uh, Rogers wasn't a malcontent, nor, you know, James Harden wasn't a two-time MVP yeah, and still yeah. at the top of his game. So his value was, you know, immense, you know, with the Jets and stuff. But, you know, as far as the situation in Philly, look, we all know, you know, Philadelphia fans and stuff, sports fans, they are notorious for really, really giving players, you know, that don't want to be there or try to show them up they will make it very difficult for them. I mean, look at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, after getting traded, didn't want to go there and stuff. So I don't think that he's going to go back there. I think that his value has diminished significantly. And the thing that you know, I keep trying to wrap my head around is, <clears throat> is the fact that is we have a gentleman that essentially his performances, playoffs in the year was subpar. And he has taken a step back with regards to being, quote-unquote, that superstar. And maybe that is a difficult process for him to not understand that at the end of the day, whatever the price was, if it went down or something like that, in terms of what the uh, Sixers wanted in return, his value has diminished. And I don't think that there is a big market for him. Now, I think clearly what's going to happen is at some point, if Philadelphia the management is in their right mind, they want this to be taken care of prior to the start of training camp because all that will be asked by media will be the James Harden situation. And if they are able to move him, I think the thing now is now they're asking demands and what they want in return will be very, very limited and trying to find a place that makes sense for both of them. And I think clearly 
At this point, they just might want to wash their hands of that. But if this goes into anywhere a week or so before training camp, let alone during training camp, I think that the ramifications will be so significant for the Sixers team that we might have something along the lines which transpired with the Golden State Warriors last year. Very inconsistent, a team that is really struggling to have an identity and having lingering effects where, you know, your quote-unquote superstar and MVP, likely in all likelihood, quietly is probably asking to get out of there because there's just been constant issues trying to find his sort of Robin to him being Batman. Yeah, Sixers still uh, in the Embiid era. They've not gotten past the the second round of the playoffs with him. Gerald Brown joining us. One more the uh, the NBA Cup. Okay, I think that when this was announced, uh, I made fun of it. I think that Adam Silver is trying to do something that the league like isn't set up for. I, I, he wants to do like one of these soccer style tournaments, which works in soccer because there's. This he's trying to just do a separate tournament with his own league. the 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 reason I think that it could work is the timing of it. I think they were smart to do this towards the beginning of the season, where you know the diehards are watching. But how many people always say oh, NBA should start at Christmas? That's 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 the true start of the NBA season. To add something, I, I think all you can hope for is it just kind of like maybe spruces up some of the regular season at this point, and then you know it's really going to be how much the players get into it is going to be how much the fans get into it. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think at the end of the day, listen, I think Adam Silver and the folks over at the NBA front office have done a tremendous job to continue to push the game forward. I mean, I didn't think a lot of people um, really bought into the playing tournament. You know, the players we had a lot of pushback on that. And then you look up and say, ho-hum, without that playing tournament, Miami Heat wouldn't have been in this year's NBA Finals. So I, I think also, too, this is a direct effect by the lackluster all-star game that we've constantly had and how viewership is now slowly but surely starting to tune out because it's not entertaining. Yes, Saturday, all-star Saturday night was a great thing. and It's still somewhat of a very festive atmosphere, but I think as a whole, the all-star game has lost a lot, and it's it's really on its last leg. So seeing this, is trying to put in a playing tournament and maneuver around and do some different things. And I think inevitably, in all likelihood, we might have something that sort of replaces the all-star game and move it around to sort of, in a sense, uh, you know, take replace that all-star game. But I, I, I think based upon what, he has, what they have done and Adam Silver and his leadership have done with that playing tournament, it's worth giving this a shot because anything and everything – that you infuse into the game, uh, it, it, it really, in a sense, I think will benefit in the long run. Because look, if a team wins this, you know, cup, is that their essential? That's their sense, you know, their NBA Finals. You know, I mean, if you have a team like the Sacramento Kings that win the world that cup and in, in tournament, you know, this that does this propel them to take a step further? So. It, it, it infuses more energy and excitement into supporting these fan bases that realistically might not be at championship competitive level just yet. But uh, I'd I, I say let's give it a try and then really look at it and see, assess it and, and see how does it move forward. But I think clearly this is hands down something to infuse into the game just because of the lackluster all-star uh, games we've had in the past. 
Yeah, and the easiest way to solve a debate is to give it a try and, and see what happens. Gerald Brown, appreciate the time. Sirius XM NBA Radio, good to chat with you, and I hope to do it again sometime. Likewise, my pleasure. Always a pleasure. That is Gerald Brown. He is joining us again, CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bart Winkler, in for Bill Ryder on Writer Than You. The NBA did release its schedule last week, so you can get all uh, wrapped up in that. I, I looked at a few teams, and because of the pods, like the Western teams are in the NBA Cup with the Western teams and the Eastern Conference teams with the Eastern teams, that's limiting the amount of cross-country travel like in the month of November. So you might see more teams be traveling across the country in the second half. It's not going to be as spread out. You're going to see that in the second half of the season. I don't know if that will you know play an impact on anything. It's just an interesting wrinkle. We will do buy or sell coming up next. CBS Sports Radio. And again, this show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy will help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. Therapy can can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others and not leave yourself behind. We all have been through some unpredictable times over the last few years, and it is not a sign of weakness to ask for help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. This is entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash writer today, R-E-I-T-E-R, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash writer. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I hope he feels the same about me. I'm Bart Winkler, in for Bill. Catch Bill on Jim Rome today. 855-212-4227. EJ Stewart is here, and it's time for Buy or Sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. Okay, let's get it. Buy or sell. So let's begin with Team USA needed 34 points from Minnesota T-Wolves guard Anthony Edwards to stay undefeated in their exhibition circuit ahead of this week's FIBA World Cup. After the come-from-behind win over Germany, U.S. head coach Steve Kerr said, quote, he's unquestionably the guy. You can see he knows it now, but now the team knows it, and I think the fans see it. He genuinely believes he's the best player in the gym every night, and he's such a dynamic young player. I think he's taking a leap. So, Bart, buy or sell Anthony Edwards becoming a top 10 player in the NBA this season? This season, I will sell that. Sell. If you want to say, we'll be a top 10 player in the league at some point, I might buy that. I could buy that for sure. I think, what first of all, what Anthony Edwards is doing, you know, that was a great game, and I think very highly of him. He's still very young, 22. He can certainly be the leader of this Timberwolves team. And his presence makes me think highly, higher of the Timberwolves than I otherwise would. The Timberwolves have a weird thing going on where they have three centers and they're paying them all. And they probably don't want Gobert, but they paid so much for him. So you got to get like get some of that back in a trade. But who's going to trade with you? They like Nas Reed. What's up with Carl Anthony Towns? And then, oh, you got this really young guard who could be a top 10 player in the league. I just, when we talk about, like, top 10 players in the league, I think sometimes what we forget is there's a lot of really good players in the league. <laughs> yeah. Like, th- there's a lot of, I'll just pull up, um, this is the rankings from the ringer. I'll just rip through this quick. Jokic, Curry, Giannis, Durant, Embiid, Tatum, Luka, Kawhi, Jimmy, Booker, AD, LeBron, SGA, Lillard, Mitchell, Murray, Fox, Morant, Harden, Sabonis, Bam, Jalen Brown, Trey Young. They put Anthony Edwards at 24. But then even still, Paul George, Jalen Brunson, Siakam, Markin, and Ingram, Zion. This is a very it's a very good league. And I know we all long for the days of, you know, MJ and uh, you know, whatever. The the league's got a lot of talent. So top ten's really hard to crack. But with his ascension, that could be something that someday uh, Anthony Edwards does do. I think I think he has a big season this year. I do think he's taking a leap. But as you mentioned, top ten is tough. I think if this was maybe top fifteen, I'd probably buy with I'd probably buy this. But I think I agree, uh, top ten would be lofty. But Ant Man looked uh, fantastic yesterday for Team USA. So. Last week, Anthony Richardson was named QB1 for the Indianapolis Colts, but the rookie surprisingly did not take the field for the team's preseason matchup with the Bears on Saturday. The team had two joint practices earlier in the week where Richardson had more than 70 first-team snaps. Head coach Shane Steichen elected to exhaust caution when it came to playing his rookie on Saturday. Steichen said, quote, Those joint practices, uh, you do get a ton of reps, and a lot of starters didn't play on both sides of the ball for us it, it was just one of those things that I felt I wanted to hold him out and then we'll go from there next week buy or sell sitting Anthony Richardson in just his second preseason game as the right decision 
It's not a monumental decision either way, but I don't think it was the right decision, so I will sell that. Sell. You got to get these guys reps. The, the, the thing I hate the most is when players don't play in the preseason, and then in the first four weeks, the team struggles, and at, at some point, somebody says, well, this is, we're kind of, this is like our preseason. No, 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 no. The preseason's like the preseason because <laughs> it is the preseason. So use it that way. And then the other part of this is that's one of the, the problems that I think this period of the NFL has kind of evolved into. The pre- we understand as NFL fans that we don't get the A-quality product in the preseason, and it's nice to get like a cameo drive from Patrick Mahomes or whoever. We understand that. What is kind of an insult, I think, to fans is that with these joint practices, there's actually starters versus other team starters happening during the week. Yep. We just don't get to see it unless we go to the games or follow along via, like, Twitter. You know, it's, it's not the, – the thing you're not giving us that we've been like, okay, fine, you are still doing, we're just not getting it. I – I don't like that. I feel like we're being hoodwinked. Yeah, I think preseason football, I have said this for a while now, is a waste of time. I would personally get rid of preseason football, but I know the NFL wants to make sure they get the money at the gate, so that's why we keep doing this. But you're right. I mean, these uh, inter-squad practices, these joint scrimmages that they do, I mean, that is best on best. You want to see iron sharpening iron, That is <laughs> that, those are the events you want to go to. I mean, we see it with these fights that have been happening. I mean, you know, Mark Andrews, uh, foolishly, you know, hurt one of the uh, DBs for the for the commanders last week because things got so physical and got so heated. I mean, that is where you're seeing these guys play at their best. So I, I agree. I, I, I hate the preseason. That being said, Anthony Richardson. I mean, this is a this is a joke. I mean, you got fans <laughs> that are spending money yeah. to go to those games, and I'm not saying that you should be guaranteed or promised to see star players, but. A rookie is not even going to play? I mean, come on. This is a guy who only played 13 uh, uh, starts in in college. I think that was one of the fewest among any player drafted in the first round for a quarterback in the last 23 years. Like, how you don't think that he could get some experience, some uh, something to learn from being able to be out there with the lights and the and the and the and the cameras and everything? Like, it's different than playing in practice. Like the, the idea that they oh we just got to hold them out. Uh, that seemed ridiculous to me. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, do you know in the 70s they used to play six preseason games? I learned this. I had a caller <laughs> on a show I hosted on The Fan last week when I was doing my rant that I just did on preseason football. He was like, I remember back in my day they had six preseason games. And six. The, the starters played pretty much the entire game. And I'm like, wow, that's <laughs> an entirely Stupid. different world that we're living in today. Yes. Okay, so let's get to the next one here. So, staying on preseason, Aaron Rodgers is set to make his preseason debut when the Jets play the Giants in their preseason finale on Saturday. Rodgers has not played in a preseason game since 2018. Backup Zach Wilson has been handling the first team reps throughout the preseason thus far. According to ESPN, the Jets are expected to use the final game as a dress rehearsal for the starters, meaning most of the starters are expected to see some form of action. So, by ourselves, Aaron Rodgers playing in the preseason as a good idea. Remember two minutes ago, I said sometimes teams use the first four weeks as the preseason and say, oh, it's like the preseason. I'm specifically talking about the Packers 
and Aaron Rodgers as he had not played in the preseason for several years. I do think it's a good idea. I will buy that. Buy. I think, first of all, for like Jets fans that are so thirsty to see him, give him a little morsel for the Hard Knock show. You know, that that maybe make it entertaining finally. That's true. I think about that. Um, but also, I think the Jets, I think they need it. I, you know, you hear the reports, the problems of the offensive line, and I think they need to, this is a brand new guy. This is a brand new experience. You should have a little bit of a dress rehearsal, yes, before you throw this out on Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills. So I do think I do think it's a good idea. The only reason you don't, you know, prevent injury, whatever. If he's good, then everybody's super happy. If it's bad, then it's stuff you can work on. So, I yeah, there's a lot more pros to this than I think there are cons. I also think when you're a veteran like Aaron Rodgers and you're playing quarterback, I think those guys know how to not get hurt if that's crazy. Like, I just feel like they know. Okay, knock on wood. I mean, I know maybe I just jinxed the Jets and that is my team. But, like, Tom Brady knows, okay, a guy's coming to me, just hit the floor. Like, he's not going to do anything stupid. He's not going to put himself in in precarious situations. So, I, I honestly, it's very weird to me. I feel like the older players are actually probably the most safer to play in preseason games as opposed to the rookies or the guys that are just trying to make the team that are going to be playing like it's, you know, the NFC Championship game or the AFC Championship game. So, I, I say let him out there. Let him go for a series. I think that he'll be totally fine and there won't be any issues. So, uh, the Yankees season is all but his history after being swept by the Red Sox in New York this weekend. The Bombers are in the midst of an eight-game losing streak and now sit nine games back behind the Seattle Mariners for the American League wildcard spot. This is the first time the Yankees have lost eight straight since August 19th to the 26th of 1995. That was when Buck Showalter was still the manager in his final year with the Yankees. So by ourselves, this being the final season of general manager Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone's leadership. I'm going to buy that it should be. Bye. It seems like every gripe I hear from Yankees fans is that they think it should be, but not like these guys are somehow going to survive this. The fact that it's going to be 30 years if they do finish with a lo- uh, losing record since they've last done that, I think I think sometimes you have to change it up when when things are that like out of sorts for a team. So. I understand if, you know, leadership and ownership's like, look, we, we, but they don't seem to be on a path. That's the thing. If there was like, oh, you know, this is a down year, you know, things didn't work out the way we thought they would. But the Yankees just seem to be like, and I like the Yankees right now, they're an idea of what they used to be. They're not the right. New York Yankees. And they're seeing these other teams, like the Dodgers are the Yankees, the Astros are the Yankees, the Braves to an extent are. Like the Yankees are supposed to be this perennially good ba- uh, baseball team that has the means and luxury to afford top talent. That's not what they are anymore. So I would think, yes, yeah, some sort of change. Probably more so, more so Cashman than Boone, but probably both. Uh, yeah, I would say bye to changes. Yeah, I mean, I, this nothing's been first class about this Yankee season so far. All eyes remain in Philly as the Sixers attempt to navigate the James Harden situation. The former MVP called team president Dow Morey a liar last week and said the relationship with the organization is beyond repair. Now, one NBA insider says Harden asking out of town could be the first shoe to drop and not the only shoe to drop. Vincent Goodwill of Yahoo Sports says many around the league believe Embiid will act out sooner rather than later. 
and that a rebuild is what Maury is covertly hoping for. So buy or sell, Joel Embiid finishing the season with the Sixers. I will buy that. Buy. I did say that if I took over Philadelphia, I would I would trade them. I would I would look at this and I'd be like, it's not working. And for whatever reason, like for whatever reason, it's not working. They can't find the right guy to match up next to him, and he's not the problem. But it's not working. They can't. It, it's not working. So that. I think they won't trade him, though. I think that they're going to... It's it's hard to do that. I think, like, what happened with the Angels and Shohei Otani, they should have traded him. They, they absolutely should have traded him to ensure the health long-term of their franchise. And also, they were never making the playoffs this year. Trout was hurt, and their August schedule, every team's a playoff team that they're playing. They were never going to make the postseason. But it's, it's sometimes it's just, like, it's hard to do the thing you should maybe do I think Embiid sticks with the Sixers, and he might like softly ask for a trade or speculate like he did uh, maybe a month ago. But I don't, I don't think he's really going to force an issue there. They love him there. I don't think he's going to want to be that guy. So I do buy that he'll continue to be a Sixer. Yeah, I think he plays the season, and then summer of next year is when uh, all hell breaks loose. Okay, I'll do one more here, and then we'll run out of time. Last night's episode of HBO's Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, featured a backstory of Celtics legend Larry Bird from his decision to leave Indiana University to having to be convinced by Red Auerbach to join the Celtics after staying an additional year at Indiana State University. The series has shown how the feats of both Bird and Magic Johnson fueled each other to new heights. So buy or sell Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird uh, as the greatest individual rivalry in team sports history. I think I would buy that. Buy. That's the example you go to. It, you know, it transcended from college to the pros. Even though they're on in different conferences, they met so often and in the finals. And I think, yeah, that's the that's the example you use from. Um, if you were going to like, if if I want to have a counter argument to this, every list that I'm going to find, Bird Magic is number one. And then I'm going to have to find a different argument and like justify, especially in team sports history. There's a lot of boxing and tennis and, you know, all that other stuff. But in team sports history, I don't think anything matches. No, I don't think anything matches uh, Magic and Bird. Yeah, it was a special time. I mean, the ones I think about are obviously Russell versus Wilt, uh, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Those are are great, but it just feels like there was so much going into the Magic versus Bird thing. It was Boston versus L.A. It was black versus white. There was so much, uh, it, not just on the court, but almost socially that 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 invested that was invested into that rivalry that made it special. And the fact that you had two guys in college have this you know historic game, and then they go on to then basically yeah. run the NBA for an entire decade like that. I don't think it will ever happen in again in, in, in sports where you have two guys that a rival that started in college that then continued for an entire decade. The Lakers made the championship eight out of ten years in the eighties. The Celtics, of course, won three titles during that time. It was a really uh, crazy time, and those guys really did uh, take the sports to new heights. That is by sell. Good work, EJ. Appreciate that. We will have uh, one more segment to play around here with you. Do want to mention? Uh, what's coming up this Saturday. You're going to see this tweet 1,000 times. 
It is the last Saturday of the... Or no, there's no more Saturdays this year where there's not football starting this weekend. So we'll get excited for that. 855-212-4227. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler, in for Bill Ryder. Bill Ryder coming up in for Jim Rome and all your great, reliable, dependable CBS Sports Radio hosts throughout the day and week. EJ Stewart is here. Pat Boyle on the updates. Good to have these guys around. Tonight is a big night if you are into stupid things. And uh, I am. And so tonight is a big night for me. The Baltimore Ravens are hoping to extend, or I don't even know that they're hoping. I don't even know that they care. But they have a 24-game preseason win streak. The Baltimore Ravens have not lost a preseason game in their last 24 tries. They play the Ravens, or not the Ravens, they are the Ravens. They play the, they play the Commanders. <laughs> they play the Commanders tonight. Uh, one of their linemen, Sam Cosme, says, I think it's a stupid record. Who gives a blank about preseason games? I am intrigued. It's on national TV tonight. I'm going to watch. Is there anything to be said for a team that wins 24 preseason games in a row? I think as much as I will try, like if you were on a debate team and you could, uh, you know, this was my position to argue, Bart, come up with a reason why 24 preseason game winning streak matters. And I would try. I would say, look, it's 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 clearly a culture that's been, been built there. Clearly this means that the team um, has, you know, everybody's bought in. It's a great job for John Harbaugh. It's something that, uh, you know, this the, the Ravens prove that no matter who comes and what year, they have built this sort of culture. And then if you were on the other side, you'd say, um, the games don't count. So you would probably win the argument but since it's a thing i'm into it i don't know I, it's, since it's a thing i'm into it now it's not it's not the undertaker's wrestlemania streak <laughs> you know but gonna, it, but I, it's i was gonna say kinda something like, kind of like the undertaker's streak like when do you think for the ravens because you know it's a thing <laughs> in their facility like it's something they talk about it's something 
I don't know how big a deal they're making it, but they they know it's a thing. Like, at what point do you think it became a thing? Kind of like when people ask, The Undertaker had this, you know, 20 straight yeah. WrestleMania's, whatever. Like, and we don't really know when, I guess, WWE realized it was a thing that they should keep doing. Like, at what point do you think the, the Ravens, was it at, like, 8? Was it at, like, 12? Like, at what point do you think to say, hey, this is our thing. Let's keep this thing going. I feel like there was a game, I'd have to look back into it, but I feel like there was definitely a game last year where they needed to win to keep the streak alive in, like, one of their final drives. And so there was a little bit more, like, effort put in. I think, when when does it become a thing? For sure by 20. You know, for sure by 20. Um, 10, I don't know, because the preseason's been so disjointed over the last few years. There was not a preseason in 2020 with COVID. The Commanders uh, have actually lost to the Ravens five times in this streak. They've lost every year since 2017. Again, they didn't play in the year where COVID knocked out the uh, NFL preseason. But I don't know. I, I think that I think that so if I'm a coach and if I'm on the Ravens staff or the commander staff, I use this as something like, yes, it is preseason. But what is the whole point of preseason? It's to try to like replicate and see what's going to happen in the regular season is try to get those reps. And so now you have this thing that isn't a thing, but could be a thing if you use it as a thing. And I say, all right, guys, we have this streak. I show them pictures of like all the great preseason heroes of the past, guys that probably aren't even in the league anymore. And I say, you're doing this for him. You're doing this for Trace McSorley, wherever he is now. You're doing this for Gus Edwards. You're doing it for all these guys. You got to keep this streak going. All right? So I I don't know. And if I'm the commanders, I'm like, look, we, we always lose to these guys. They have this dumb thing. It's stupid to hear about it, so let's just end it. Let's win a football game and end it. And I think that um, you, you take something that's nothing and you turn it into something, right? Isn't that what the NBA's doing with their with their league, their their NBA Cup? You take something that's nothing and turn it into something. You know what I was complaining about this weekend uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't want to. Some sometimes there's things that bother me, and I don't like want to complain too hard because it sounds obnoxious. But I do want to like express that it does bother me. These preseason games that end in ties, that bothers me. That bothers me. Be- not not that I need a winner in the preseason, but the preseason is a chance, like I just said, to see what your guys have and try to formulate your roster for the regular season. You're telling me there's nothing you can learn by being in a tie game and saying, all right, guys, we're doing an overtime and we're going to prepare to win this game. Like, how do you not? That's a great learning moment. You can't replicate that. It's an actual game with an actual crowd. You can't replicate that in your facility. And also for coaches, there's a lot of coaches in this league. There are some, there are like so many great football minds in this league. There are so many people who have mastered this game and understand concepts that even us fans that watch all the time and play Madden and and think we know, like we can't even grasp the realm of how much football these guys know. But the one thing they don't know is like how a clock works 
And there's so many coaches that are so bad at game management. Yeah, Brandt Daly could use the practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're telling me he can't use an overtime? Like, the other thing I argued is that, you know, because Tyreek Hill was talking about how uh, sometimes he'll play Madden to see what the cornerbacks are rated that he's going to go against to see, like, who he can exploit. I think I think Brandon Staley, this was my other example, and him specifically, coaches need to pl- – there should be a part of the preseason where a coach – you know how they all have those auditoriums and they, like, do their speeches, like, we're a beaver or whatever it was. What was Salah's speech? We're an eagle. Yeah, crow, and we're eagle, and the crows can the only ones that try to attack you. Yeah. Coaches should play a game of Madden in front of their team. They should play a game of Madden in front of their team so that the team can learn like how a coach is approaching his philosophy and what he likes to do. And then so like in a two-minute warning, they can tell if their coach is an idiot or not. Who do you think would be the best Madden player that's an NFL head coach right now? Because my guess would be like Kevin O'Connell. He's young enough. Uh, he seems to be hip enough. I feel like he, I feel like he definitely may still play Madden. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, let's see. I think uh, my guy, Matt LaFleur, would be terrible at it. Really? I, don't, I yeah. thought he might be good. He has a brother. Brothers always play against each other. You don't think that he – you think he doesn't – you think he's not a Madden player? No, LaFleur is one of these coaches who – he might secretly be a bad coach. <laughs> he's got the best winning start ever in Green Bay history, like including Vince Lombardi. But there's all these instances where he like – a lot of this stuff that's happening, he sees for the first time, and he'll be like, "Ah, oh, you know, I I got to learn. I got it's been four years of I got to learn. I got to learn. I got to do better. I got okay. Well, do better then. Everyone thinks he's a good coach, but he he constantly comes out there and says he's a bad coach. Uh, maybe McVeigh, Sean McVeigh. Thought about him too. He would yeah. take it seriously. Not Belichick. He's not even in the game. Yeah, he he would be the worst Madden player. I think the smartest he's football th- mind. He'd be the worst Madden player. Well, he's still probably trying to master Pong. I don't know that he's ever picked up a video <laughs> controller in his life. What is EJ, fun? hey, good to be with you again. Thanks for being here. Bill Ryder in for Jim Rome next. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.